This is a special bonus episode of the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Fly Fishing Founders Series, where you hear behind-the-scenes stories from companies who are going all-in on fly fishing. This week, we have Meat Market Flies and Luke Ferenberg. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. Today's episode is sponsored by Meat Market Flies, who is one of our partner companies in the Wet Fly Swing Member Society. You get exclusive discounts uh, from Meat Market Flies and over 30 other partner companies who are in the group to support your journey. Go to wetflyswing.com members to check out the bonuses and discounts from Meat Market and our other partner companies. In today's episode, I talk with Luke Ferenberg from Meat Market Flies. Luke shares his best fly tying tips and explains what Meat Market Flies is best at. We find out how and why to imitate lamprey, the most requested steelhead flies they get, and how to create your signature fly pattern. Don't miss this as Luke shares his favorite flies and band. Hint, it's Riff Raff. So, without further ado, here's Luke from Meat Market Flies. How's it going, Lucas? Pretty good, Dave. How are you, man? Good. Good uh, good to have you on here. Uh, we're bright and early. The cool thing about the podcast is that, you know, people are probably listening to this and, uh, you know, the person listening now, it might be daytime, it might be the middle of the night, uh, you know, uh, because we record these things and then publish them a little bit later. And right now, to me, I'm not sure about you, but it feels like I'm I'm, I'm getting ready for that early morning steelhead trip. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, you know, it's a little cold out, it's dark, and I don't I do not do a lot of these this early in the morning, which I think is, uh, yeah, we're about 5.50 uh, a.m. So this is cool, man. You ready to get going? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for agreeing to do this so early. I have a crazy work schedule, so yeah this is about the only thing that would work <laughs> yeah no it's it's all good man i i like uh, i like getting the morning started so so we're going to jump into you know obviously the meat market flies you know what you guys have going you, you see a lot of your stuff out there on instagram and, and on the on the web and it, you know i've heard about you guys from a, a few people out there that have, have mentioned you and i think that's where i first kind of connected with you but maybe you can uh, talk about how you got into you first got into fly tying and I guess fly fishing probably goes with that. And then how, uh, the meat market flies uh, all came to be. Right. So let's see, I got, I guess I would be somewhat unique in regards to, I started fly tying like two days after I started fly fishing. Um, I would, I was finishing college. I was, in my very early twenties and I was just kind of like floundering around and I didn't know what to do, but I knew I was missing something in my life. And my cousin was doing his medical residency in Missoula, Montana. And I can remember him calling me up and he's like, Hey dude, you got to come out here and come fishing. And previous to that, I had fishing experience, but it was like trolling herring for salmon and I hated it. Oh, it was so terrible and miserable. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't like this. He's like, no, dude, this is different. Hmm. He's like, this is fly fishing. I think you're going to like it. And I can remember going out there with my girlfriend, who's now my wife now. And we go out there and I can just remember seeing this little West Slope cutthroat come up and hit this elk hair caddis. Hmm. 
And ever it was like being struck by a bolt of lightning. I instantly knew that this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Nice. And I remember on the drive back to Portland, I bought I had bought a fly rod already. And then two days after that, I bought a fly tying vice and I was huh. off and running. Nice. And, That's awesome. And That's it, a- yeah. So, so how did you, that. How, how did you, um, so you have, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, and those stories about with fly fishing and fly time, that's the amazing thing is that the, I think those stories are so frequent and I've done, you know, a bunch of these episodes now and, you know, whether I'm talking to you or I'm talking to you, it doesn't really matter. It seems like the, the majority are those stories, which is, says a lot about fly fishing. Um, so how did you, so you, you get into this thing and, and the meat market flies, can you talk a little bit about who's involved in that? And cause we're kind of in a, you know, a fly fishing founder stories, this new little segment that uh, right. we're doing. And, uh, I'd love to hear about how that all came to be and, and talk about how, you know, what you guys specialize in. Right, exactly. So it's kind of interesting how we all met as a group. It basically, we just all met in the local fly shop here in chico california one of our founders jay langstaff is an employee at fish first fly shop in chico and we were talking to him and he's like hey man you know like you should uh be a part of this fly swap that i'm doing with my friend kelsey derrick who is also a member of meat market flies and if you don't know what a fly swap is, it's like you tie four flies in exchange. You get two flies from like each individual in the fly swap. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm down. Let's do it. And we just, so we did that and it was me, Jason Langstaff, Kelsey Derrick, and then Kelsey Derrick's two sons, okay. Hunter and Mason Derrick, who were 13 and 16 at the time and they are wicked on the vice they're little fly fishing prodigies they're unbelievable nice um yeah so and then after that we had all our flies just sitting there on the counter at this fly shop and people would walk in and be like oh my gosh these are awesome are you guys selling these you know they'd ask questions but like that and then it kind of hit me i was like we should do this Mm -hmm. and so that's sort of how meat market flies got founded. And that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. within our group, there are three different generations of fly fishers in there, which I think is a really unique perspective for a company to have. Right. No, it is. That is cool. Love getting the, the kids in there. How did, what's the, the, the meat market fly is definitely the marketing and that's a, a good name to have. What's that all about? <laughs> that's just because all we do is sell meat. It is streamers only for anything that swims. There you go. There you go. So, so how did you guys, uh, you know, cause that is an interesting piece, even for my background, you know, I definitely, um, have tied a, a, a shitload of flies over the years, but oh, absolutely. I, I never got into hardcore, like perfecting. And that's the cool thing about, I think fly tying and fly fishing is that you could, you could do stuff that you're not good at now. Um, but like dry flies and stuff are uh, like kind of a challenge, the really good stuff. So, you know, what, what kept you guys out of doing everything? Cause it seems like you're really niching down kind of small and maybe losing a sector of, of who you could be serving. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely are. 
the main reason why we did that is just because that's kind of what we wanted to do. We just personally, we all like fishing streamers. It's our favorite way to fish. And we were, I mean, that's just like what we would tie all the time was just streamers. You know, we didn't really enjoy tying the El Caracatus and that just sounded like an absolute nightmare to me was just tying dozens of El Caracatuses for someone, you know, and it seems like today, I mean, you can't go on Instagram without seeing like some Pertagon with like a bubblegum pink bead on it, something like that. So we really wanted to do something sort of unique that at the time I wasn't really seeing a lot of. Yeah. And what is your, can you describe uh, your style or maybe the meat market style to somebody and how, you know, it's so different than a, a Paragon or, or something else or, or just what, how it's different than a t- typical streamer. If it is. Oh, you know, that is a good question. I mean, some of our stuff is pretty typical. I mean, we do the bread and butter sort of streamer patterns like Clousers, stuff like that. Um, but we do have sort of our own patterns. And it, our style really varies from individual because each individual has their own style. I would say mine personally is pretty analytical i I used to be a fisheries biologist so every element that i put into my fly comes from an understanding in basic biology that's going to give that try to get that fish's attention in the most way possible as well as the amount of time i've spent surveying rivers and seeing what is actually in that river that could be a prey item in streamer form so yeah, yeah, that's my style. What's your, um, you know, so yeah, obviously imitating minnows and fish and things like that. What else, when you're talking yeah. streamers, are you guys tying that's that's not imitating a fish? Are there any other patterns that are, that are popular? Popular you guys do? Yeah, well, I mean, we sell a lot of uh, cray patterns, so oh, a lot yeah. of like fish, crawdad stuff like that. Um, technically, this is a fish, but one of the largest biomasses we have in a lot of rivers are lamprey. That's right. Uh, and a lot of them in their juvenile state, they don't have eyes. And I think a lot of people mistake them as leeches yep. or they just refer to them as quote unquote leeches, but they're actually not. And it kind of occurred to me one day when I was doing trap checks, uh, looking for a uh, winter Chinook and we just, we would catch unbelievable amounts of juvenile lamprey. And I went home and tied a, a fly that was sort of like a, what I intended it to do was a slump buster sort of cross with a dirty hoe. And that ended up being becoming the fur burger, which is one of our best selling patterns now. But that was originally intended to mimic these juvenile lamprey in the, in the river systems. Gotcha. I really think these fish are keying in on stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. Well, so I want to get into um, a little more on some kind of tying, maybe some tying tips or questions and things like that. But I yeah, want, absolutely. I wanted to dig in before we get there just a little more into the meat market um, brand because it's kind of interesting. You know, you guys have niched down. 
you've got this, you know, this tiny, because, you know, fly fishing is is already a tiny niche. So you guys are, know, you we, guys are in fly tying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Niches. Well, you ever heard the, uh, the saying, the, uh, the, uh, the, the riches are in the niches, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I mean, you guys are like the extreme version because yeah, fly tying is a small niche or fly fishing is a small niche. Fly tying is a small niche of that. And then you guys are in a niche down of fly tying. So, I mean, the question it seems to me, like, how are you guys making a business out of this thing? I mean, how do you, um, I mean, you got the two things that you're serving this audience, I think is really great niching down, but then, you know, trying to turn a profit and things like that. Um, can you talk a little bit to how maybe, you know, how things are going now, what your plan is, is this thing just kind of a, a fun thing on the side or what, what's the ultimate goal with you guys? Yeah, that is a good question. Well, I mean, to, we are very, very careful about staying profitable. And I mean, the best way to do that, if you are a fly tying, like a custom fly tying company, is to go get a business license, a legitimate business license, and, you know, pay your taxes, all that stuff. And then you have to start getting commercial tire accounts with the fly tying material providers mm. uh, like Hairline and Nature Spirit stuff like that. So that will really, really help your margins. And, you know, in the beginning we didn't have any of that and Mm -hmm. it was absolutely brutal. I mean, we were like making like a total, like $2 an hour, Yep. you know, (laughs) first doing this, we were investing all this time and I was like, Oh man, this has got to change. Yeah. And so that would be the first thing I would do if you were (laughs) crazy enough to start doing this. Yep. Then, uh, and then after that, it's you really, really need to be good about engaging with your audience, which I think we are good at. I know we can be better, but we are pretty good at it where, you know, you have to like someone comments on your photo, comment back. You know, we started a Facebook tying group that is has some unbelievable tires in it. And we're constantly engaging with people on there, um, you know, just trying to build a sense of community I feel is really important uh, with your customer base. And we try our absolute best to do that. And you know, it's funny when we first started this, I was like, Oh my gosh, if we make a hundred dollars, I'm going to be so stoked. Mm-hmm. And we have absolutely crushed that since then yep. to a point where I cannot believe the level of success that we are even having with this thing. So, I mean, we yeah. obviously all of us still work day jobs because right. I mean, quitting your day job to be a fly tires, just about the craziest thing I've ever heard of is in that, my life. Is that, is that the yeah, craziest I'll, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So <laughs> Pretty the, close. what's that? Oh, I said it's pretty darn close to being the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so basically, yeah, it's just kind of a, a side, a side business. You got uh, the people and, and that probably for the, you know, the long term. I mean, obviously there's other benefits and things like that, but it, I guess that's kind of where you guys kind of right now look at just uh, running this thing, just keep it on the side, making some, you know, obviously connecting to the community, which is amazing. There's all these people out here that, which is, you know, a kind of a bonus that maybe isn't monetary, but is a really, uh, a bonus that I've heard a lot about from people. And it's funny. I asked, um, um, uh, Jason, uh, Rand, uh, let's see, who was it? Jason Randall was on 
in a past episode and uh and we dug into the money a little bit not not the money you know sort of thing but right. more, more like we got into the books you know he, he's written four or five or you know a number of books and you know hundreds of articles you know and i basically kind of asked him you know he talked about how he loved doing it but i asked him if he would still do all the writing and stuff if he didn't make any money on it and yeah and uh, you know his answer was pretty much that he probably wouldn't and uh you know i mean for you guys i guess the answer would be the same right i mean you you got to you got to make a little money on this thing but um oh but... yeah you have to. the amount of time that all of us personally invest in this i mean it's it truly is unbelievable when you have your own business how much time that actually takes you have to sacrifice yeah. a lot to make it work um so no i mean i would be buying for myself but yeah. i definitely would not buying for other people well, if there was <laughs> exactly well that's the thing because the tying part of it, that that's the that's part of the thing you know you're you got to trade your time for you know the money sort of thing right you're you're tying flies and and are you guys tying all of your is it just you guys tying uh all the flies yeah that's right yeah it's yeah. just us and everything is tied to order yeah gotcha so i mean how many hours do you put in uh per week tying oh let's see Probably at least twenty five hours yeah. a week minimum. Minimum. So you might have a yeah. even a full time job on some weeks. Oh, I work ten to twelve hour days, five days a week, and then I come home and tie for at least another like three or four hours. Yep. And if I'm not tying, then you know I'm running the website or making adjustments or emailing customers or doing social media, you know, or something like that. I mean, you are literally working all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So somebody on the outside that might be listening to this that isn't, um, you know, a, a fly tie. Well, I mean, isn't kind of in the the business or whatever sort of it. I mean, yeah. they would they might ask like, wow, you know, why why put all of that effort in to something, you know, um, that doesn't have like a huge. I mean, you know, what is the you know the long term plan? Do you see? I mean, I, I'm not sure your age, but I, I'm assuming you're fairly young. Um, you know, I'm 27. There you go. Yeah, you're you're fairly young for sure. So yep. <laughs> you're you're actually right in that phase. The the uh, the advice that uh, you know I heard recently was you know the tw- your twenties are given to you. So so take advantage of it. You know that's your like your free. Yeah, I heard that. That was good advice. Yeah, that's like your free decade. So yeah. So well, there's two questions. Um, I guess the first one is 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 how how have you been doing with you with your twenties and that that advice? Uh, you know, let's let's start there. Let's just move it on to that. <laughs> What what do you think? Uh, does that does that advice make sense to you? And how you how have you been doing with it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the only thing I want to do in my twenties is just fly fish. So I do that literally as much as I possibly can. Yep. So I'm taking full advantage of that. And I mean, as far as the long term goals with meat market flies, that is a good question. I honestly can't really say what the long-term goals are. All I know right now is it's just growing like crazy and I'm yeah. just along for the ride. <laughs> totally. Totally. Are you guys doing any, you know, I've noticed, you know, just myself, well, reaching out to you guys and, and a lot of the other companies, we're going to talk a little bit about this, um, this little, uh, members, uh, society group, uh, that, that we have going, you know, over here. But, um, you know, it's but the, the thing I've really enjoyed about it is reaching out and, and just making the connections, 
you know, I think that's yeah, something. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys find, I mean, have you been doing a little bit? Of that? I just think of some of the guests I've had on like fly fish food in the past, these guys that are, you know, basically running, you know, fly shops, both kind of brick and mortar and online. And, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been, uh, how's that been going with the connections and things like that? It's been going really good. We have made some awesome com- connections and we've developed some really good mentors along the way too that have been sort of silently guiding us yeah <laughs> luckily they're some of them are nice enough just to answer every single question we have even though i think we sometimes we drive them crazy but uh we've had we've been really lucky in that regard that we've had really a couple of key mentors for us as this company has grown yeah yeah, exactly. No, that's that's key. Okay, well, let's um, yeah, we'll, we'll. I have a few questions on just um, some tips and things like that. So let's let's jump into that. And if we have a little time at the end, we'll jump back into the um, some of the meat market uh, stuff. If I have yeah. uh, any questions, so letter rip. Yeah, so you may may have said this um, you know, before about you know what your um, your superpower is, but what do you think when it comes to fly tying? What is the thing? you know, either the, the type of fly, or I guess we're talking about streamers and stuff, but is there something that you do best, you know, when you get into tying? Uh, yeah, what I do best, geez, that's I mean, an interesting question. Yeah. I don't think you ever asked me that before. <laughs> <laughs> I well, would say my specialty would be, uh, probably winter and summer steelhead flies would be my biggest specialty. Oh, cool. So, you know, doing the stuff like, uh, you know, if it's like an intruder style fly, whether it's single station or not, you know, doing like all the composite loop type stuff, which honestly I really don't do that much of. But, yeah. uh, you know, just getting those uh, steelhead flies really dialed, I would say that's sort of my specialty within the company. Gotcha. OK. And what's your what do you think is the most common request, um, you know, fly pattern for steelhead summer or winter that you guys get? <sighs> oh, the most common request, I would either say, for winter, it's definitely intruders, without yeah. a doubt. Everyone wants intruders, black for and, sure. Black and purple or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have I have a whole tier system that's pretty crazy with my steelhead colors, but yep. uh, everyone wants black and purple. Black and blue is always super popular. Uh, and then blue and purple orange and pink. Yep. Uh, those are all the most popular colors that we sell. And then, um, let's see. And then for summer, we sell a lot of hobo space for sure. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yep. 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 So more of that's, that's right. So do you guys tie any of the like old school, traditional, just, uh, you know, your, your hair wing sort of steel patterns summer? Uh, we don't, we will this summer that will start being offered. Not like any of the crazy old school stuff, nothing sure. like salmonish, but I mean, we will offer green butt skunks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The green, yeah. Green butt skunks. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so th- what do you think now getting into, um, well, we talked about a couple of the flies, but if you had to say your, your top two flies, those are kind of for steelhead. What what other, for streamers, do you guys tie a lot of, for like, what species do you think is the most common other, other than steelhead that do you tie for? Oh, it's trout. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, trout is king no matter what in the fly fishing yeah. world. Yep. So, I mean, it's constantly, you know, um, like little bait fish patterns, uh, little leech patterns, even, and then we do sort of bigger 
kind of double articulated stuff or people trace chasing more predatory brown trout or rainbow stuff like that gotcha okay and what about uh as far as uh flight tying um well i guess before i get there let's think of on the pattern so what are there a couple of patterns you can throw out there that are pretty common you guys tie for for streamers yeah absolutely so if you were to ever go to our website there is a tab on our menu just called signature series and what is in there are our five best-selling patterns and oh, cool. those are Furburger, the Pig Sticker, the Garbage Pail Kid, the Articulated Scratch and Sniff, <laughs> and the Complex Bunny Spawn. <laughs> nice. Those <laughs> which are, are all sort of our unique patterns. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So those are great. Uh, I mean, how do you get uh, – well, the, the naming is one thing, but I mean, how do, <laughs> how do you get a, a signature pattern? Like, how, can you talk about how one of those developed? Because it seems like – you know, I mean, you could take a pattern, um, you know, I, one of my favorite and I think, you know, probably one of the popular episodes at the time was uh, Kelly Gallup, who we, you know, I had oh, on absolutely. here and, uh, you know, and he made a name for himself partially because he um, and I, I kind of called him out on, this, on the episode about this. He started naming his stuff like porn names and yeah. uh, which is hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. First, I guess uh, you got the naming piece, but, um, you know, how do you develop a fly to become your own and how do you separate that from a fly that's already, it seems like there's already thousands of everything, right? It is so hard. And to be totally honest, I'm not even sure if we do do that just because, I mean, everything, honestly, everything has really been done before. Like I can think of one instance where I can actually recall a truly new innovative fly has like entered the market and that was probably intruders yep uh but i mean other than that i mean really what we do is we the best way to sort of kind of develop something that's even remotely unique is to kind of just take like a pattern that you really like and just think about it be like how can i make this better what if i combine this pattern with this pattern and what if i did this and this you know and just to do that and to think of the overall goal of the fly that you are trying to achieve in terms of profile, in terms of action, maybe in terms of like trying to create a noise with that fly. Mm-hmm. Those are all elements that I look at when I'm trying to develop something new. Gotcha. Um, whether or not I've actually achieved that, I seriously doubt because just everything's just been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. It, it is so, so difficult to develop something truly, truly new. Yeah. Well, what about the, um, you know, I think if I haven't had Blaine Chocolate on on the show yet, um, he's, he's uh, I think, scheduled out there. But, um, you know, I think he was maybe one of the earlier ones talking about, uh, or the recent ones talking about kind of the wounded prey item. Um, you know, I mean, that's oh, pretty, fairly, yeah, unique. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, that and how you guys, if you tie any flies similar to that, where they're kind of imitating more of a wounded fly or a, a wounded uh, fish, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we like to fish for here in Northern California are striped bass. Uh, we have an unbelievable amount <laughs> in our rivers and one of the key things that we'd like to do is mimic a wounded prey item. And we can achieve that through 
sort of the action that the fly gives you. Like if you strip it, if it kind of wobbles a little bit, you know, something like if a predator had like swam through, let's say a school of bait fish and sort of just stunned it, mm. you know, strip it and it sort of gives you sort of a wobbling action, mm-hmm. something like that maybe turns on to the side for a little bit and then corrects itself. Yeah. Something like that is really key for mimicking a wounded prey item. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we do is we add in a cut mark uh, using like, either like seriously sometimes it's a red marker you know sometimes we're tying in like just a little bit of flash of red to kind of mimic like something that's bleeding mm-hmm. orange and those are really the best ways to achieve that is yeah. either by color or by the action that you can do when you strip the fly gotcha gotcha so so are you guys so you might not necessarily be tying a fly that has I don't know, maybe more weight or something like that to, or, or something that makes it kind of just by when you strip it in the water, it actually create, it actually looks wounded or, or is it more of the, the stripping technique? Is there anything you do fly tying when you're creating your fly that, that makes it look wounded other than, you know, the color? Yeah, you can add weight strategically in that fly to make it look wounded. Yep. Um, one of the kind of cool patterns we've been experimenting with is uh sort of a popper but it's like a bait fish popper that's like laying on its side so it looks like this fish is just laying on its side kind of floundering in the water and we've been working on that right now mm-hmm. oh cool cool oh so stuff like that is i mean even something as simple as just changing the profile of the fly you know to where it's like looking like if you were a predator looking up you'd see like a struggling fish yeah you know like that exactly Okay, cool. And so do you guys, um, well, let's get into the, the tips and the kind of the resources real quick and I'll, I'll swing back around to some of the traditional stuff. Um, so do you have a couple, yeah. this is not an easy uh, question for a lot of people, but, um, but with fly tying, do you have any fly tying tips that, um, you know, I don't know if there are tips that make things quicker or better or anything come to mind as far as it might help somebody who wants to, you know, I guess either tie streamers or really any, any flies out there. Yeah, let's see. What are some tips that I can offer? I guess one would be use strong thread. Oh, yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I see a lot of times with people who tr- tie streamers and show them to me, and it's like, hey, man, this is awesome, you know? And it's like, what thread did you use? And it's like, oh, I use like six aught uni thread, you know? And it's like, oh, man, that is going to be torn apart in a <laughs> second, you know? really does get into yeah. a fish's mouth whereas what we use we only use uh gsp thread which is gel spun polyester it's yep. incredibly strong i mean you can just wrench on this stuff and it won't break and so i mean all that's literally the only thread that we use that's we buy that stuff it's that's ridiculous. awesome that, that's a uh yeah, that's a that's an awesome tip. I'll um I'll put a link in the show notes to uh some of that um some of the thread you guys use and whatever else we talk about here today yeah uh let's see another tip i would say would be if you are trying to tie a lot of flies at once like in one sitting prep it all out like Mm -hmm. if you like if you're doing like let's say a double articulated streamer so you have a hook in the front and the back sit down and tie that rear section so tie all of that then you tie the 
on the wire on the front section and then you connect it and glue it and then you let that glue dry so sort of like assembly production style Mm -hmm. is the best way to crank out a lot of flies in one sitting versus just you know tying a fly to completion and then starting over and tying a fly to completion uh that's a really good tip i would say Uh, another good tip would be oh geez Let's see. Those are two. Yeah, you got two. I'll, you got two covered. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let uh, let you off the hook there. And, uh, and if you think of something else, you can let me know. Um, you know, as high quality get... material. There we go. Oh, there That's you go. I, if you want a really clean streamer, you need to buy really quality material. Yeah. and you can't just order it. You have to go and look through it. Yeah. So how do you? That was another question I was going to ask you. You know, um, as far as where you get materials because obviously you know it's kind of crazy there still are, are fly shops around but i mean there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on online you can buy i mean that's part of the whole thing we're doing here with this you know with this members uh, group that we have is that yeah. trying to connect people you know online to get you know kind of you know kind of benefits from some of the great companies out there i mean what sort of advice would you give somebody who, yeah, that wants to get the good material but doesn't necessarily you know how do they check it out and test it and all that that is really, really tough online. I mean, if it's a synthetic, who cares? Just order it online. It's all the same. Uh, when it comes to naturals, though, it can be a total crapshoot sometimes. Yeah. Um, what I tend to do when I'm ordering materials online, I will order from providers that I can honestly trust. So, I mean, for example, if you're ordering like Whiting Farms, you know, like saddle hackles, that's going to be high quality. You can almost guarantee that you're going to get a very high quality, uh, natural material, you know, like for all our deer hair stuff, we pretty much only use, uh, this company called nature spirit. Yep. Uh, their deer hair is just unbelievable. It's some of the highest quality that I have seen yet. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, just really finding, those key providers that are really, really good at what they do is the most important thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are, uh, yeah, I think that's, that is the the challenge is that, uh, well, I mean, yeah, finding a good uh, company that you can get your materials from is, is a good way to go there. So what do you think now it, it, getting more into um, more of the resources, you know, when you think about the online resources, is there anything that you could speak to and maybe it doesn't have to be online, but just anything that's helped you or you'd, you'd direct somebody who wanted to, you know, get better at fly tying. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, YouTube is an unbelievable resource yeah. and literally everything I know. Yeah. Everything I about fly tying when I started out is from YouTube. Really? Jay Nicholas taught uh, me everything I know about fly tying. That's cool. I, <laughs> That, I just uh, actually um, had Jay on in episode three, and yeah, uh, that was, was a good yeah. That one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good one of the few in per you know in person episodes that that I and I actually I had him on or I just chatted with him. He's gonna he's gonna come on and do a uh, like a sea run cutthroat uh, uh, podcast. So awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna get him back on and yeah. No, I I hear you on YouTube. I mean, what so if somebody's new to it or wants to learn more, do you just, I mean, where would you recommend somebody start? Do they just, you know, find out a pattern they want to tie and then go and then search it up on YouTube or, or you know, how would they, yeah. yeah. That works. I mean, 
yeah, that works really well. If you just like in a fly shop or something, you're like, Hey, I like this fly pattern. What's the name of it? If you just type that into YouTube, there's probably 15 videos trying to show you yeah. how to tie it. Are there, uh, are there any, uh, you know, along with Jay, any other mentor YouTube mentors you've had? Yeah. I mean, the guys at fly fish food were huge for us, especially in the streamer world, because they were sort of like really doing high quality streamer videos before a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, fly fish food was great. Uh, Jay doing the videos for the caddis fly were excellent. Um, also, Oh shoot. Oh, Kelly Gallup. Of course, all his videos on there were excellent. Gunner Brammer is also another one to look at. He ties a lot of really cool stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, and you know, it's like, you don't necessarily have to copy those patterns. You can put your own twist on them, but the really, the important thing to learn from those videos are the techniques that they're using because you can apply those techniques throughout any pattern. That's the important thing. Yep. Exactly. No, those are great. And I, and I, yeah, there's a couple, or I guess Gunner, that was one person. I'll, I'll throw a link out there. I, I haven't uh, checked out uh, his stuff. So that's cool. Um, okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's cool to hear. It's, I mean, you're definitely the, you know, you're part of that. You're the YouTube generation. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's the cool thing. Yeah, you, you didn't, uh, you know, if you're, I guess, a generation before, it's a little bit, a little bit different, but no, that that's awesome. And obviously YouTube uh, is, is a great resource. So, um, do you, you yeah. know, in, you know, you're short, you know, 27 years, you know, that's the funny thing about it. you gotta, you gotta get ready because yeah. you know, the, ne- <laughs> the next uh, 27 or, or whatever, you know, go by pretty quick. So, uh, but I, I mean, in your short time out there, I mean, I guess you maybe talked about it, you know, a story that you've had that, it, that have, you know, kind of influenced you getting to where you're at is, you know, is, is that kind of it that, that one you mentioned earlier where you just kind of had the, the first Montana dry fly experience and you were like, you're like all in and is that kind of, do you see things changing here in the next, uh, the next 10 to 20 years? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I was definitely all in after that, but my obsession really reached a new level when I started steelheading. Oh yeah. That that was like the next level for me and just absolutely consumed my mind to the point where I was literally doing it seven days a week. Um, and that really brought the obsession to the next level for me. (laughs) Um, and I mean, now, I mean, now my obsession is striped bass. So (laughs) that's where myself doing that for 10 to 20 years. That's so cool. That's so cool. And that's, you know, we're not going to have enough time to get into the foley on the striped bass. Maybe, you know, at a later time we could, we could talk about, it. but can you just describe, you know, striped bass, uh, maybe the, the feeling of when you, the pro, you know, maybe hooking into that fish, you know, take us to that moment, tell, you know, what that feels like for somebody who hasn't done it before. Oh, uh, let's see. Stripping, going tight and just, you pull like crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, they are so strong. They're unbelievable. And I mean, they are, they're a saltwater fish yeah. that, uh, is invasive to California, but seems like no one really cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, just, just cause people like to fish for them so much. Yep. Um, you know, it's, they're a massive, massive predator on the East coast. Like just oh, wow. the definition of X predator. Hmm. They'll eat. I mean, I mean, we're talking, you it's almost laughable, like some of the sizes of flies that we're out throwing for these things. I wow. mean, 
if you didn't know that's what they were doing i mean you'd think we were out like tuna fishing or something no kidding so how how long yeah. how long are some of these flies i mean like i'm looking at my striper clouser box right now and i mean the shortest one in there is probably six and a half inches Damn. I mean, and it goes up to like nine inches you know i that's mean we're amazing. talking huge huge flies wow wow so yeah so and uh, I mean I guess it's you are you know are you catching those fish and I mean I guess if you're they're invasive you you're killing as many are people killing them or what what's the whole story there? Yeah, people um, people do kill them. They're, I guess supposedly they're good to eat. I don't kill them, and most of the fly fishermen I know just practice catch and release. Yeah, uh, you know which is another story if we're really supposed to be doing that or not because they eat a lot of chinook salmon and steelhead. So yeah. Right. It's definitely, uh, I don't know. It's a really tough call. I yeah. don't, I don't kill them. I'm not going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Who knows? If, who knows if Sam and Steelhead will be here in 50 years, but I can guarantee those bass will be. So I'm yeah. not going to just edge my bets on the future. I know that's the, uh, that's the crazy thing about the whole invasive species. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like they, they tend to do better in these changed altered environments than the natives yeah it makes it it makes it tough but okay well well yeah hopefully i will have in fact it's on my list to to get a uh a striped bass episode in so hopefully i'll I'll get that 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 in eventually but um okay so so you've got that going i mean and another thing we don't get into deep here is on conservation but is there you know with um you know meat market flies is there anything you guys think about you know, as far as on the conservation end, you know, that you guys do or, you know, as a, as a small company or, and if, if you don't, is, do you have more of a personal take on that? Yeah. I mean, as a small company conservation wise, I mean, some of the things that we're really conscious about is like limiting the amount of plastics that we use as a company, like when we send out flies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or even when we receive material, we seriously reuse all of that plastic that we've received to send flies out and stuff. Yeah. So we're really conscious in that regards. Uh, we really try to be good stewards of our natural resources and we try to give back when we can. Um, you know, like for example, uh, Western native trout initiative just did a giveaway and we were a part of that. Um, you know, to try to raise money. Uh, there's a recent uh, Trout Unlimited chapter that started in Chico, and we it's really just starting to get up and running, but we're hoping to be involved with that to try to give back in that regard. Uh, we really do what we can uh, when we find a purpose. Uh, really, most of the most of the stewardship that we do is really just on a personal level. We just clean up garbage and stuff like that yeah. when we're out you know and it doesn't always have to be some big grand gesture it really can just be simple as just cleaning out trash when you're out fishing yep yep it's the yeah the little things that definitely add up cool okay um well we're we're just about there i got a quick little uh rapid fire round if you're ready all right yeah let it rip um so we talked about this and you might have already talked about this but uh you know if you had a uh a tip for a new uh you know company or person that wanted to maybe tie flies you know for a living or on the side you know anything else you threw out there to you know with your experience from where you are now and it seems like you guys are growing a little bit anything you would uh, give anybody for a tip yeah uh oh man for the tip let's see i would probably say 
I want is investing your time a tip. Yeah. <laughs> investing That's your time. a tip. Yeah. What do you mean by You're that? Going to do it, you have to do it. You have to be all in 100%. You have to be committed if you want this thing to be a success. Yeah. I mean, you have to be the sacrifice is the bottom line. Right. Was there ever a, was there ever a time where, you know, you kind of thought like, wow, maybe, uh, putting 40 extra hours a week isn't kind of worth it. And, you know, maybe thought about, you know, is the effort worth it? Have you ever, has that ever come to you? Yeah, actually really recently, uh, my dad died like three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And uh, so I was dealing with that and I, and I was the executor of the estate. So it was a lot to deal with and it was not an expected death. So I was dealing with that. I was working full time. I was doing this. And I had a lot of studying to do for some state certification exams. And I, I was so, so close to quitting. Mm. It was not, it really wasn't even funny. I was so close to just being like, this is not worth it anymore. Right. But I mean, I just, I just can't quit. (laughs) Yeah. I just kept head down. I got through it. I got through all the complaints people were sending me about how long it was taking to get their flies made up for that. And huh. so, yep, yeah, it, it was so close. Like, and I mean, on top of that, you know, being a good husband too, you know, yeah. I can't just work all the time and ignore my wife right. because that's not good for. So, yeah how how do you so. how do you do the uh, the work life balance stuff there? And I mean, obviously, you have extreme cases where, like that happens, but just on the normal yeah. work life balance, how how do you balance it? I, I just. I just set aside time. I, I try to work as hard as I can to allow me to set aside that time. But even if I can't get through it, I will just make a conscious effort where it's like, Hey, you know what? We're going to do the farmer's market brunch thing. Fortunately, my lo- wife likes to fly fish. So most of the time it's like, Hey, let's go fishing. Oh yeah. You know, I will dedicate, you know, specifically time for that. And you know, time partitioning is really important in that regard. If that is your situation. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, so as far as I, you know, serving your audience, we've talked a lot about, you know, you guys niche down and, and, I, and I'll touch on a little bit on this, uh, this members group that we have going and how you guys are a partner company, um, you know, in a second here. Um, and that's part of serving because, you know, getting to this thing, I'm trying to find ways, ways that I can help the people that are listening to the show, maybe get some extra bonuses and things like that. Um, yeah. but you know, how do you guys, you know, as you move forward, how do you continue to kind of serve your audience at a, you know, I don't know, is it a higher and higher level or how do you guys look at that? Or, or do you see, I know you're doing good because I've heard from people that have recommended you guys. So you're doing some good thing, right. things out there. So, but do you keep elevating that as you go? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we try all the time to constantly, constantly improve our company, whether it's, you know, shipping, whether it's the products being offered, you know, like we just started offering, you know, products for Pyramid Lake because you when you go out there, you have to use some really specialty patterns. You know, it's constantly just trying to improve, you know, serving your audience in every regard to streamer fishing that you can think of which is so so difficult even something as simple as just like niche streamer fishing it is so difficult to try to cover all of your bases you know and and we're always welcome to critical feedback and we get it all the time where people are like hey did you ever think about doing this or you know it's like hey 
you know, why don't you do this? And I mean, sometimes it's like, that's a good idea, but it would never work. And other times it's like, that's a great idea. And we're going to start doing it. Yeah. You know, none of us have goes, so gotcha. <laughs> you can tell us we and it's okay. Right. Right. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's keep moving along here. So on the, uh, the rap fire, so your favorite, um, do you have a favorite beverage you like to, uh, have after a day of fishing? <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to get some flack over this, yeah. but I'm a solid Bud Light Chilada guy. Bud Light? Well, now, Chilada? Yeah. And what is this exactly? Uh, so it's, it's like beer and like tomato juice with like some spices in a can. Oh, it's Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Bud Light Chilada. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, that is a, that's a good one. Good. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'm not sure if I'll throw a link out there, but now is that something you can make too? Could you make, could you make a drink like you could just make it right? Oh, absolutely. You could go to any Mexican restaurant, literally order a chilada. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, perfect. uh, I mean, that's just, I'm just a solid, but light chilada kind of guy. What can I say? There you I'm go. Not into, I'm not into the fancy stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, perfect. Um, and how about music? Do you have a favorite band or type of music you like to listen to? <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of flack over this too, but I love Riff Raff. If you don't know who Riff Raff is, no. you need to look him up. He's incredible. Okay. I get a lot of, a lot of my fly names are Riff Raff uh, references. Oh, so. really? deep cuts in there if you listen to it and then look at our some of our fly names you might see some similarities <laughs> perfect riffraff and when i hear riffraff i have no idea but i i think of uh uh, uh rap uh, oh yeah yeah so we're talking rap here oh yeah definitely perfect yeah that's awesome no it's uh <laughs> the uh the rap yeah, that that's a good example of uh talk about something that uh started in the early 70s i mean that kind of uh date myself a little bit but i i kind of remember just barely the i mean basically the start of rap right the the sugar hill gang back in the day and i and i i don't remember the time but i i remember you know i know that people were saying rap was just a fad it wasn't going to make it and 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 here we are 40 or 50 or whatever it is later and we've got this thing that i mean rap's still going strong isn't it probably yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. It's on all the time. So yeah, yeah. All right. What about? Uh, well, we we covered. Uh, you know, I guess your home uh, river. Well, your home species is striped bass. So you're pretty much. Uh, you're you're. Are you in Northern California? Yep, I'm in Chico, California. It's about an hour south of Redding. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have? This is another one that's not super easy. I guess all the time, but you know, as far as the best advice you're ever given. Oh man, the best advice or, or you could ever. even take it to the the best or worst i guess <laughs> oh man that is so tough the best yeah. advice I would well I'll, I'll let you think about that one as well because i know it's not easy in fact if i was yeah. to think about the best advice i have ever been given um it would it would be hard um, I think that, that 20s, but that's a retro, that's a, that's like a retro wish I had that, that, that would be, that's probably my best advice that actually I wasn't given, but I was given a little bit too late. But, um, but yeah, if you think it's up and let me know, we're, um, we got a little bit of time here. Um, so you guys now, I guess, let me talk just a little bit about this, uh, this member society group we have. 
So you're a partner yeah. company. I've got uh, right now about 30 companies on board. I guess in the future we, we probably will have more. But um, you know what we're offering is basically a, a chance to um, get a little bonus or some something unique, something exclusive from you guys if uh, if folks uh, you you know go out and basically join this members group and you know i just want to plug it real quick it's um, wetflyswing.com slash members uh, there's some details there with all the companies and you know like i said earlier it's just my goal to provide a little more value for people and people that want to kind of support local businesses and you know support the show and you know and support their journey is is the thinking here so i think you guys fit that well because you're providing a lot of great resources and if somebody had a question about a fly do you guys do videos or, or do you do any of that stuff you we do. do yeah we yep. do we do have a youtube channel we need to be better about it honestly we've been so busy lately we haven't posted in a while but yeah. we are gonna get back on it i've yeah. even got it on the schedule i'm like sitting down and just filming like five videos just so yeah i can one like every week that's right because it uh, seems like that's the one thing with yeah youtube and a lot of things being consistent is is and not easy to do so it's yeah, so, it's that, so hard to do. That would be cool if you guys jumped more into that. So that would be yeah. one resource. But if they had a question for you guys, they could just, you know, reach out to you. And, yeah. Yeah. Reach out to us via email. Uh, reach out to us the website. Reach out to us Instagram, Facebook, anything. We're really easy to get a hold of. Uh, we are more than happy to answer any question you have. And we answer a ton of questions. So just it doesn't matter. Yep. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Ask us anything. We don't care. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Good. Well, uh, in the next six to 12 months, anything new for, for Meat Market Flies um, that we can expect coming out here? You guys mixing things up or doing anything new? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we do have, we're doing some new types of videos. Uh, we're going to be doing some more on the water kind of tips and tricks videos, that sort of thing. Oh, cool. Uh, so you can expect to see that on our YouTube channel. Uh, we got some, got some cool new hats coming out eventually. There you go. If you, if you need a new lid, yeah, uh, always. So be on the yeah, I know you can never have too many. <laughs> yes. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, uh, we're constantly adding new stuff to the site. So I mean, always be on the lookout for that. And yeah, I would say that's really the only thing on the docket right now. Okay. Cool. And, um, yeah. And so if people want to find you the best, like we mentioned, meatmarketflies.com or uh, Instagram, is it meatmarketflies? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Well, that makes it pretty easy. I'll, uh, put some links to the, in the show notes of some of the stuff we talked about and any other resources, um, including your, uh, your favorite beverage. I'll <laughs> link out to uh, the, the Bud Light because if people want to try that out, well, I like to, well, I guess, you know what, can you even buy, yeah, I guess alcohol isn't, isn't something you necessarily are buying online, right? That's like a, that's, you're not. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you can literally buy this stuff anywhere. That's why I like it. You can literally roll it to any gas station. And yeah, I guess it. it is, it is Bud Light. That's the one thing I, I've heard a couple, yeah. we've talked about these drinks, this stuff that it was like, oh, I've never really heard of that or even, you know, but, uh, but right. Yeah. It's Bud Light. So they're obviously the biggest, the biggest company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, Lucas, that's, um, that's all I have. Um, you know, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing, you know, your wisdom and, and some tips here. I think that, uh, you know, some of the stuff we jumped into is going to help, you know, I think we kind of covered some, a random mix of stuff, but, uh, I think people have a good feel for what you guys do and, you know, if they want to follow up with you, they can. So yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you, Dave. Best advice I ever got. 
Your twenties are for free. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Hey, I was good. I was gonna circle around and call you out on that, but I was like, oh, I'll, I'll let it go. And uh, and you came back and and you uh, and you provided. So maybe that's saying a little bit about uh, about you guys. You know that you kind of uh, stick with it. So. Cool, man. Oh, well, uh, yeah, let's get, well, we're obviously keeping in touch because we're going to be chatting about the, this group and everything. So uh, we're looking forward to keep, for, uh, doing that with you and we'll uh, talk soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. It was really an honor to be on. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Later. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes with all links we covered, just go to wetflyswing.com slash Luke. That's L-U-K-E. Find out how to connect with Luke and Meat Market Flies at the Member Society. You can ask questions in the exclusive group, grab a bunch of special bonuses and discounts, and much more. Go to wetflyswing.com slash members to get started today. Thanks again for stopping by to check out the show today. I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon and hope to maybe see you online or on the river. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.